What's going on, Clipper heads? Um, are we moving on from Clipper Nation? Until the team changed the hashtag, I think we got to keep it at Clipper Nation. I like clip heads. Clip heads isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I'm positive, Chuck Mockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. That name's not changing. No. Tell you that? Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. It's game day. It's game day. First game of the preseason. Yes. Uh, Some so, would say the most important game of the year. That's true. Uh, <laughs> leading up to the regular season, we're going to be doing a player breakdown every single day. Um, you know, some of them will be in depth. Some of them will be more pontificating. Oh, yeah. Uh, today we got a player, uh, Paul George player preview for you. Mm -hmm. uh, excited about that one. You may have heard of him. And... <laughs> Then we're going to get into a game preview uh, of the Ro of the Rockets Clippers matchup tonight in Hawaii. Oh yes, beautiful, gorgeous. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. And then we've got some shavings uh, kicking around in the drawer, which we'll close <laughs> yeah. out with today. They're trying to get out. Uh, of there. We got to talk about the Jimmy Butler showing up after bar close to the practice facility, three thirty a.m. It's like, it's, I think he just went because it's cheaper than a Korean spa. You get to go to the team facilities for free. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. all that and more coming up soon. So we have the Paul George player preview. We were, I was talking oh, to Will George. <laughs> before this. It's hard to preview these things for guys who are brand new to the team. Yeah. But we're very excited to see what he can bring. If you missed his season last year. Playoff P. You missed Playoff P. You missed the third highest MVP vote getter he averaged 28 8 and 4 second runner up in mvp second runner up he averaged 28 8 and 4 on 43 38 and 89 shooting plus 11 the couldn't even get the 50 40 90 <laughs> no what a what a child plus 11 net rating <laughs> he shot 38 percent from three on 9.8 threes per game <laughs> that's wild that which that attempt the, rate is is insane every time i look at it it surprises me it's great because he won't have to take so many of those this year no but the option is there but he could uh yeah thinking about those okc teams especially last year with russ being in such a decline Ooh, i think shots fired i mean just in turn like his shooting numbers were yeah they bad were, last yeah, year yeah no I really bad that. yeah he shoots 70% <laughs> at the free throw line. That's insane that, I mean, to me for a starting ball-heavy guard. Yeah, that's fair. That's and one of your bugaboos. It is one of my bugaboos. <laughs> and um, and the thing is, is I think that if you're looking at last season's numbers, obviously 28-8-4 is great. I would Marvel. expect to see a decrease in the scoring, but I think that we could see a pretty sizable increase in the amount of assists. Last year, Paul was... Phenomenal in the pick and roll. Spectacular. I'm not going to read numbers to you guys because I feel like I've already done that a bunch <laughs> of times on this podcast, but he was top five as a ball handler in pick and roll. Mm -hmm. um, he was great, but the, the thing to consider there is that assist rate, you know, he was only passing out of the pick and roll 25% of the time, but if you think about it, who else could he pass to that could score the ball? Yeah, in yeah, in terms of everything around him, that's a very large percentage and like, of that's what's going on. No offense to Grant, who can knock down the occasional three. Uh, he's becoming a better shooter. Um, but Paul George is clearly the second, third, and kind of fourth option on that team last year. I would say he's the first and second option. For outside shooting, I couldn't agree more. For everything. <laughs> I don't know about everything. I think the... Triple doubles? I mean, sure. <laughs> Triple <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> doubles, great. <laughs> 
But I mean, I just don't think it can be understated how heavy of an offensive load he carried for that team. That team doesn't score points without him in the roster. Yeah. Westbrook goes down and it's like, oh, yeah, if Paul George is not on that team last year, the Thunder. They don't make the playoffs. No, they're not having a good time. Um, I agree. I think his points are going to go down. I think it's funny because I was trying to think about his points going down. You know, he's going to have a lot more capable pieces as a whole around him. But I still, it's like, I think he's going to be around 25. Interesting. You know? I don't see anything lower I than 20. To 20. Yeah, not lower. Right? Than, not lower than 20 throughout the whole season. Yeah, you're right. 20, I think 23, 25. I don't think so it's going to be that close to 30 number. Yeah, we're not. I don't think. It's going to be closer to 20 than 30 is what I think. Yeah, which is a positive because he doesn't have to get 30 every night. Yeah, I just don't. I would be pretty surprised if he was hucking up 10 threes a game. Yeah. Like, Imagine, I, I, what if him and I would, be pre- I would just be pretty surprised if, like, yeah, over 10% of our offense was just him hucking up threes. Him and Shamit combined for 25 three-point attempts a game. They make... I mean, they're making 15. 17 of them. That's not Seven. bad. <laughs> yeah, this Shamit's real hot in this scenario. Um, it seemed like, you know, he was... I don't want to say you know, put out on the perimeter a lot for OKC, but I'm really excited to see how Doc, because as I've said before, I think Doc is a better coach than Billy Donovan. I'm really excited to see how Doc uses him in ways that he was not capable based on what was around him in OKC. Absolutely. The assist numbers, what were they at? What was that? What did I say? Four? Yeah, this fits with that narrative that I've been kind of saying of I think everyone's going to be in that five to seven and a half slash eight range. You think everyone on the roster is going to have eight assists? I think everyone. <laughs> I mean, that'd be not, great. I mean, that'd be phenomenal. <laughs> everyone who's not uh, Trez or Zoo, basically all non-centers. I think it's going to be close. Eight assists is a lot of assists, dude. No, but I'm saying four and a half. Two eight, so like some people gotcha. are gonna be higher. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. I was no. mis- <laughs> I was misunderstanding the range. I was like, you think all of these people are gonna have eight assists? We're gonna be the best offense of all time. Um, no, I think everyone's gonna be, you know, in that above five to eight range. It's gonna be a very egalitarian approach to distribution. Interesting, which I'm looking forward to. I mean, we'll see. I I don't know. We'll see. There is so much to shake out too. You know, like. I, I wish think, he was playing tonight. So I mean, I think that bit. the number of assists will average out to that per player, but I oh yeah, I don't see Land. I don't know. It'd be a pretty big jump for me to see Landry in the four to eight range of assists over an entire season. Doc did say he was going to play more point guard, which we will get to later. But I know, but is that preseason or is that <laughs> forever? <laughs> who knows? Uh, how many uh, how many dunks do you want to see Paul George throw down this year? Just a reference in numbers. None. He had a uh, he had a career. Oh, not a career high, but his high in the last five years last season at fifty two. I don't want to see any. Okay. Maybe one every week. One, one week. good dunk a week. So he'll <laughs> he'll hit the same amount of dunks as he hit last year almost. Is it? He hit 52 last year. Hmm. All right. Half a dunk a week. 
Half a dunk. I want to see instead of dunking. Um, what? <laughs> you just want to see him shooting? No, instead of dunking, I want to see him do that really funny aggressive layup people do, where they slap the backboard to somehow <laughs> emphasize their layup. No, I don't want to see him doing too much dunking. Doc has already said that they told him he couldn't dunk, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, watch this, nerds!" and like threw a dunk. I down. mean, I think he's ready to go. I think that he could be his his previous career high that he hit in the thirteen nine in the thirteen fourteen season of sixty nine. I mean, okay. Well, let's hopefully match that. Do we think this is shaping up? It feels like I feel like the narrative is starting to maybe get a little like, are his shoulders really going to be okay? I've seen a couple like, oh, that's foolish. The whole the whole Clipper season hinges on Paul no, that's, George's that, shoulders. That's foolish. I I think that they've gone about this in the right way of repairing it. it I mean, and I've I've talked about this. Like a shoulder injury to me is less of a big deal. It can turn yeah. into a nagging thing, but like the shoulder, it's just such a common procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like when he broke his leg horrifically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and even like, sure, like MCL stuff, uh, different lower uh, extremity things have, are becoming more and more common, but the shoulder is like an injury um, that, you know, Due to issues in inflexibility of the thoracic spine, a Damn. lot of average human beings will w- end up having shoulders, so- yeah. shoulder issues and shoulder surgery. So for, for sure. that reason, that like it's so well studied that when you get to the elite level of the doctors that he's dealing You're with, probably good. They good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like having a headache taking an Advil. Um, yeah, part of me thinks he's gonna be a little fueled by. Maybe some outside perception of like, I don't even know if is he gonna be able to get back to where he was or something like that in a good way. He said all the right things with his uh healing and treatment. He has been through horrific injury before mm-hmm. and knows how to rehab. And again, as, as with a lot of these guys, is in the best situation they've ever been in their careers to take time to come back. Yeah. It's not like we're like, damn, we need we need to rush him back in any way. Yeah. And I think it depends, too, on what you're talking about in terms of, like, getting back to where he was. Like, I think that... For sure. I'm I'm pretty sure that he's going to get his NBA legs beneath him pretty fast. And things like his shooting splits and all, I really wouldn't expect to see a big fluctuation. I think Uh, it might be a little more efficient. I ran... I said that for, like, everyone on the team. Yeah. But just seeing with the spacing and everyone, how it seems like it should work, it seems like the efficiency could go up. Totals might go down a tiny bit. I looked at the numbers for shoulder surgeries affecting shooting splits, and I don't have them right in front of me, but honestly, most people came back to be the same to a lot of them even being a marginally, very small marginal amount better. I wonder if the um, the labrum surgery in the NBA is going to be like Tommy John in the MLB, because a lot of guys that get this Tommy John surgery on their elbow, some people opt to get it before they have an injury. Because it can mm-hmm. shore it up, and you can sometimes come back, you know, with that slight percentage. You know me, I'm pro surgery. <laughs> yeah, Will's if you, like, <laughs> if you can get it, get it. Will's like, I'm getting labrum surgery, I'm getting Tommy John surgery, I'm getting my knees replaced. <laughs> I want them to Tommy John my whole body. How many games do you think Paul George plays? You can go range too. Exact numbers is kind of difficult, unless you feel truly prophetic. So. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I expect Paul George's usage to be higher than Kawhi's. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I like that. I I just think 
I think with the thing about the Kawhi stuff that the, my only concern is that so much of it is still a little bit more mysterious. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the quad <laughs> stuff has still never been fully resolved. And the tendonitis stuff, like tendonitis, probably not a big deal, but it's like one of those kind of naggy things that like we still don't have a full diagnosis on all of that. And he just ramped up. He only started doing five on five yesterday. And like I don't think it's anything for anybody to be concerned about. No, but this I is do, what having Kawhi's like. I, I do think that stuff when there's like more mystery about it leads you to be a little uh, i mean as it should leads you to be more cautious for sure so i would see paul george i mean i think he's gonna play more than 60 games damn okay, uh depending on how much he misses Initially. at the beginning yeah. of the season yeah yeah he's obviously not gonna miss all of november no i think that's obvious at this point yeah i would i i would pencil him in for a mid-november return tentative pencil uh yes tentative penciling him okay yeah firmly tentatively i'm gonna say He'll play over 55. Maybe not necessarily 60. Okay. But I think he's going to be in that 55 range. Yeah, I think it, yeah, just depending on how much he misses out the gate. I think that he'll play above 60 games or, you know, like right around that threshold. It would be fantastic. Let us know what you guys think Paul George is going to do this year. Let us know if you think he's going to be an MVP candidate yet again. Coming up after this, we have a combination Thirsty Thursday and a preseason game preview. All right. Want to give a quick shout-out before we start this game preview to Indochino. It's the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. That's sick. That's sick. And this is a game preview. Yo. <laughs> All right. Uh, where do you want to start off? Do you want to kick it off with talking about the... Uh incredible performance of the Rockets against the Sharks, <laughs> or do you want to jump into the Clipper-specific stuff? Let's do the Clipper-specific stuff. Because right. that Sharks game, that's an anomaly. Yeah. That was a Globetrotters game. <laughs> it was. That's a, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. That's great. It was 141-7. to seven. It's like Little Nicky when the guy is pl- like calling all the fouls on, yeah. on the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, man. Exactly. Great film. Great film, everybody. <laughs> uh, Rockets-Clippers tip off at 10 p.m. Pacific. Yep. Fantastic. Late night. Here's who is not playing. Kawhi Leonard, not playing. Paul George, not not playing. Westbrook, all reports are saying, not playing. Lou Williams, probably not playing would be my guess. Oh, you think Lou's not playing? Doc said he was going to give him some rest and stuff, and so I think it's like, let him enjoy Hawaii for this. I don't know, let him hang out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do we think is going to happen? He's got partying to get to, you know? (laughs) Dude, it's Hawaii. (laughs) That's that's Lou's town, the whole state. Um what do we? What are you expecting from this game? Because it's kind of hard to do these game reviews for preseason stuff. Yeah, I just picked a couple of Doc quotes. We're gonna see a bunch of different lineups. Doc said that's exciting. Yeah, Doc said it's just five guys, and you have to keep changing. And you may see a group of guys that function better than another group of guys. So we're going to try and play a lot of guys tomorrow. We have a lot, so we can play a lot. Yeah, I I mean, that makes total sense. I think that this is great because, I mean, I'm really excited to watch this game for that reason as we get to see kind of, we get a better idea of how these pieces are going to fit together. There's also some pretty big questions regarding the roster. Jovan Buha of The Athletic wrote a great article detailing kind of the battle for the fifth spot on the starting lineup. Yeah. As well as the battle for the fifth spot on the second unit lineup. <laughs> uh, and the potential battle for the backup point guard spot. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of fights. There's a lot going on with the roster, and I think that it's going to be really exciting to see 
um, where we're at even before, you know, Paul George um, and Kawhi, because we still have added new pieces. We still have had uh, a little bit more time for continuity and practice with guys that we acquired at the trade deadline. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling good about this game. Oh, yeah. I'm Jack. You got some defensive cues on here. Rattle those off. Yeah. So I guess... Uh, I'm hoping, (laughs) like, these are my big hopes for this game. It'd be great to see, uh, to get some good news on that interior defense. Yes. Um. Yeah, especially against a guy like Capella. Yeah, so we went, uh, we went two and one against the Rockets during the regular season. Remember Shea's debut at point? Yeah. Playing against James, I'm sorry, I'm getting choked up. Uh, and, you know, one time we beat them, they were without Chris Paul, one time we beat them, they were (laughs) without James Harden. Hey. They heartily heartily <laughs> just kicked their they kicked whipped, their they, teeth in they whipped our ass. <laughs> uh in april um lou will had the <laughs> quote that i loved in the locker room which is some nights you just get the shit kicked out of you and tonight was our night and then he left i think <laughs> he, he probably walked away he was also singing old town road in the locker room it was one of my favorite vibes yeah. actually post game but anyways good, yeah um capella killed us in that game he uh he got we threw both zoo and trez at him um not particularly effective either one of them um when matched up against zoo he went 5 of 7 uh, Trez held him to a stifling 50% field goal percentage. So hey, for a big guy right around the rim. <laughs> um, and then looking at their numbers, like actual registered con- like contests, um, I think Trez allowed something of like 50, 56% uh, were Ugh. completions when he contested. But he did have a high number of contests, which you like to see. Oh, yeah. You'd like that. Um, so, yeah, I think that this would be a good litmus test for where the interior defense is at. Yeah. I think we could also get an idea of who's going to be a better fit at the four. Because uh, I think the big question regarding the starting, starting lineup is uh, – I mean, most likely you're going to run two more traditional front court players in the power forward and center spot. Yeah. Right? We're in agreement. on that. I would that. agree with that. So I think you your options are really, like, if you're looking for the best scoring, uh, to me it's Jermichael Green. Yeah, I agree with that. I was looking at some Justin Russo tweets about how great Green, Trez, and Lou were together. Yeah. And it has me a little tepid about that, but that was also before we had Kawhi and Paul George. Well, you have another option at the four. Who? A certain Maurice Harkless. We do have Mo Harkless. Which is also an interesting pairing. Um, he's got he's got a lot of size and athleticism on Jamichael. No disrespect to, to Jamike, my guy. <laughs> um, I love Jamichael, but... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think I think tonight, like looking at that interior defense, how someone like Harkless could shore that up, I think could go a long way towards securing that starting spot. Yeah, and in practice, the ones have been Bev, Sham, Magruder, Harkless, and Zoo. Not necessarily the ones. Yeah, in the practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, not sure if that's going to totally translate to what the starting lineup we're going to see tonight is, but. I'm not mad at that for a preseason starting lineup. No. Against the Rockets. Specifically, we get to see Shamit's defense with the ones. Yeah. And how he and Patrick Beverly work together. And then I'd be really excited to see Zoo and Harkless. So last, uh, in April, 
Sham spent the majority of his time um, guarding Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you could look at it a couple of different ways. I mean, <laughs> Eric Gordon did shoot 50% against Sham, but it was like... I mean, it was only on two attempts, A, and so, I mean, during those number of possessions, Gordon was getting less looks, which yeah. you could attribute to Shamit. You could attribute to him having a, a colder night. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all in how you look at it. And the thing is, I mean... Who do you want to see Shamit guarding tonight? I honestly want to see him on Harden. Wow. I just want to see it. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to shut him down, but... I, I would love to see it. We threw a lot of defensive looks at Harden at that game in, in April. <laughs> um, the the player who guarded him more for more possessions uh, or for many possessions was Garrett Temple. Uh, he did okay. I like the, my favorite part of these notes is that you put Garrett Temple quote unquote contained. James <laughs> I mean, he did. I I that's not not, not against. No, for sure. That's nothing against Harden, Temple. That's more Harden like was great. It's, it's Harden. Yeah. Um, they, he and Chris Paul both had thirty point games in that outing. That was like that was rough, dude. That was, not. That was the Chris Paul F U L A game. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, man, let's just you know what? Let's take this. Let's take Thursday Thursdays in the third segment. Let's talk about what we're thirsty for in this game coming up right after this. All right, what are you thirsty for? <sighs> go 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 go. Game time. That's uh, what you say after you talk that. <laughs> the game. <laughs> I'm thirsty for the game. Yeah, I'm thirsty for the game. I talked about it in that first segment. I think Shamit's going to play point a lot in this game, just based on Doc saying it. It's preseason, baby. I'm yeah. I'm curious to see it. We'll see what happens. Um, those, haven't seen a lot of run videos of it yet. Haven't, but you never know. I'm also thirsty to see how much Terrence Mann is used in this. Yeah, so that's what I'm actually Ooh, the most he's thirsty been for. Gassed up. Yeah, that's that's really what I'm the most thirsty for. This is like. Um, I don't want to say lower stakes, but it is lower stakes than the regular season. Yeah. So uh, I, I'd like to see him um, handling the ball heavily. If we could get another showing of just some of that heads-up passing uh, that he had in summer league. Specific, I want to put a caveat on that, to not feed. Oh, for s- sure. I want to see sure. him hitting those passes to people. Not Obviously, I'd love to see the fee and T connection. But in these situations, I'd love to see him hitting passes to people he didn't play a bunch of basketball with before. For sure. I mean, I would say just as an overarching theme of of the thirst, yeah. it's for the guards. <laughs> like it's it's to see like uh I I like I'm really curious to see how these guards are going to work out. Justin yeah. Russo wrote a great piece uh at Fly by Night on Twitter about um about Magruder using like floaters as assists yes. versus just like traditional uh buckets. So I'm curious to see like what each one of these guards kind of um like what their rapport is with each of the centers. Like yeah. I want to know if I want to know if there's any like chemistry things that work a little bit better than some others or you know if guys are always looking to find somebody. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. I think Magruder and Zoo are going to have a really good connection. I have not a whole lot to base that off of. Yeah. Magruder's just been with the team. For sure. Yeah. And he's seen how Zoo works and he's seen Zoo work on his game and everything like that. So I think we might see some nice Magruder to Zubots dishes and whatnot. Um, and, and I mean, I'm curious to see how much Pat will see tonight. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be like, you can play the first, you know, whenever James is at, whenever Harden's out there, maybe we see a matchup. But after that, 
give the young guys some run. Yeah. Because Amir Coffey's still there. Bunch of I guys. know, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Terrence Mann, though, he's, dude, he's like, Yovan wrote a piece about how he's been turning heads. Corey Maggette tweeted out he's the most impressive. Uh, Second rounder? Guy he's seen at camp. Wow. Which is, you know, spicy spaghetti. Not bad. <laughs> um, right, let's transition to a little bit of shavings. We've got some stuff in here. Yeah. Piece on uh, Paul George and Kawhi in the ringer today about their hometowns. It's fantastic. A recent piece about Trez that wasn't some weird. Remember that weird piece about Trez from the ringer last year? No. It was written like it was like a fever dream. Like it was like the allure. Uh, it was super out there. This was an actual serious one. Um, it's fantastic to see more national media coverage of the team. It is, yeah. Hoping is. we don't start slow for that same reason. Could see more coverage. <laughs> yeah, not the coverage we want. Kawhi, we mentioned, is ramping up activities. Took place in half of the 5v5 drills yesterday. Nice. Love to see that. Have no idea when he's going to be at full strength. Could be at full strength now. Better question. Yeah. Are we even ready for Kawhi at full strength? <laughs> Dude, I don't think we're <laughs> We only got one week till the Clippers' home preseason opener. We're going to be there. Yes, we will be. Cannot wait. And then we get we got a few minutes here. This is a complete aside, but every we now and then. We tease it at the top. Every now and then we talk about an entire NBA thing happening. If you didn't see it, Jimmy Butler made sure everyone knew that he showed up. So the Heat had a practice scheduled for 1030 in the morning. Perfect time for a practice. Yeah. He, I love that NBA practices are like writers' rooms, and that it doesn't really start before eleven. Yo, look, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> the early one is is pre eleven, and it's only by yeah. a half hour. Jimmy Butler decided to get there at seven at three thirty in the morning for some reason. <laughs> what the hell are you doing seven hours before practice? I don't it know. will translate to your practice. Yeah, are you napping? My thing is, is like, so you set an alarm to wake up at. He ain't sleeping. 30? I don't think he's sleeping. I used to work at a country club. Fun fact about me. Used to work in the bag room. Sometimes we would have a little too much fun after work at the country club bar. And we would just sleep in the parking lot because we had a 5.30 shift the next day. Dang. Jimmy Butler. Do you think he was asleep in the parking lot? Jimmy Butler maybe has a nice car than I did when I was in high school working at the country club. What were you doing at the bar in high school? I was in Montana, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean what was I doing at the bar? I was drinking. Um... Do you think he just chilled in the parking lot? Or did he drive from his house at 3 in the morning? I think he drove from his house. That's even crazier to me for some reason. Yeah. That means everyone in the house was like, what the hell is Jimmy doing awake right now? He doesn't practice for... How many people does Jimmy Butler live with in your mind? Well, he had a big party is what my image is. Gotcha. He he, he has that thing where you're you're having a good time, and then you're like, I got to do this thing tomorrow at a totally normal time, but my brain is making me think I got to get to it so early. (laughs) So he was like walking around, like getting ready. Is there a chance that he's like on some kind of Terrence Howard shit where like he doesn't really believe in math or or time? So there's not a clock in his house. So he did do like the anxiety where you wake up and you're like, God, I'm already late. And he just sped to the practice facility. And then to save face, he's like, well, I'll just work out for the next seven hours (laughs) before the team gets here. He's like, oh. Uh, no, I meant to do this. No, yeah, I try and get here seven hours early. Yeah, all his clocks, instead of uh, numbers, they're just they're shapes we haven't heard of yet. <laughs> I don't know. He's also, I've said this on his podcast before, there is no one better to have on your team than Jimmy Butler the first two months that he comes to your team. 
<laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had that great video of him when he was in Minnesota falling out of that boat, and everyone was like, this is great. He's loving it. He's got the video of him playing dominoes down in Miami. It's like the dude is an early season PR master. Yeah, I would for say. Sure. And the Heat love this kind of thing because I'm sure they were like, we, we want everyone to run a marathon before we come practice and stuff like that. But it begs the question, that did he nap before practice started? He was there a full business day in terms of hours almost. Yeah, I don't know. It's absurd to me. What did he do after practice? So he's been up by three at the latest at this point. Yeah. Practice is over, let's say, 1230? Yeah, I'd guess like I'd guess like two two hours. <laughs> he's now been up almost 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> How does the next day's practice go? Yeah, that's a good like, call. Well, I mean, if it's like three o'clock, then I guess you're going to you can go to bed at five, get your <laughs> The class. He qualifies for senior dinner specials now. He just goes in at like three, dude, and they're he's like, "Getting that early bird?" Oh, yeah, dude. Maybe he's man. Maybe he made the right decision. <laughs> I don't know. Let us know if you've ever shown up to anything. I would seven love, hours. Early. I would love to see Jimmy Butler just hanging out with a bunch of old people in Miami. That's what he does with the Domino's video. He's like at the. He's like just chilling at the senior center, just playing like the big version of shuffleboard. Yeah, that's real tough. shuffleboard. Yeah, that's true. If you ask me. <laughs> Lock on shuffleboard coming at you tomorrow. Um, Clipper Nation, let's just have a wait. Clips heads or Clipper Nation? Clips heads. Clips heads. <laughs> let us bask in this first preseason game day. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day at work. Whatever you're doing, Matt Chong, you're in Hawaii right now. Yeah, enjoy. As a side note, we're done with theoreticals about the roster. I don't even want to talk about the things we were talking about on Twitter. Basketball has started. Can we just? Focus on analyzing that. Please, no more hypothetical trades. The roster is good. We don't have anything to trade. The roster is really, really Except good. Except for Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs> now, everyone, let's just get psyched. 10 p.m., I believe the game is on uh, FS1? Yep. Possibly Fox, <laughs> possibly Fox Sports West. I'm going to try and stream it on something else. I might get a live stream going on during the first half. I'm not yeah. committing to the second half, depending on how it's going. I do have to work tomorrow. Um, we'll be back with a recap of the probable victory. Uh, who's to say? Over the Rockets. We're going to have some pack div talk. And, of course, a love, Mary kill. Thanks for listening. Uh, please rate, subscribe, do all that good stuff on iTunes, Deezer, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast? Is that a thing? Google Pod? Sounds like a thing. If not, if they make it, they Poo- host. They should call it Poogle. Poogle Pods. <laughs> I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. <laughs> I've been William, the opinion update. Appreciate you. <laughs>